the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. This morning, if you have your Bibles with you, and you should, I want to invite your attention to the Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 9, and we'll begin our reading in verse number 1 and Mark chapter 9. And uh, we'll begin our reading there on this morning, continuing to preach from the series Miracles. The Bible reads, uh, and he said to them, assuredly, I say to you that there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present with power. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James and John and led them up on a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His clothes became shining, exceedingly white like snow, such as no launderer on earth can whiten them. And Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here and let us make three tabernacles, one for you one for Moses and one for Elijah because he did not know what to say for they were greatly afraid and a cloud came over and overshadowed them and a voice came out of the cloud saying this is my beloved son hear him suddenly when they had looked around they saw no one anymore but only Jesus with themselves would you pray with me this morning? Father, we bless you. We thank you. We honor you on this day. Lord, I'm praying even now that your Holy Spirit will speak clearly through these lips of clay that our minds might be opened up to hear from you, that you might speak into the life of your people this morning, that they might understand and comprehend what it is you would desire of them on this day. Father, if there's anyone listening, viewing, tuning in that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior of their life, I'm praying right now, God, that the preaching of the gospel will save them from the destruction that is yet to come. I'm praying, God, for that one who is drifting in the fellowship. They've walked away from you, drifting away, God. I'm praying that even now that you would draw them back to your side. Father, remind them of the grace that you have. Remind them of the relationship that they have. 
but draw them back unto you. Spirit of the Lord, I'm praying that you would encourage the discouraged on this morning through the preaching of the gospel, God. And even as I lend myself as a vessel and an instrument in your hand, it is my sovereign prayer, God, that you would use me to accomplish your will on this day. And Father, when all is said and done, your name will get the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving and expectation. Amen. We started this journey in the series called Miracles in 2 Kings chapter 6. We spoke there from the subject matter, the axe head miracle. We moved to Exodus chapter 14 and spoke from the idea of the Red Sea miracle. And from there in part 3, John chapter 5, the poolside miracle, part four, Resurrection Sunday, Isaiah 53, the resurrection miracle. And on last week when we were together, we were in 2 Kings chapter 13, uh, preaching there in the fifth part of this series from the subject, the after death miracle. And there in the examination of the after death miracle, as we are trying to glean as much as we can regarding miracles, we learn that miracles happen through the dead. And we also learn that miracles happen to the dead. And finally, we learn that miracles happen for the dead. As we examine the scenario of the man thrown on the body of Elijah. This morning, as we find ourselves in Mark's gospel, chapter 9, Jesus has been teaching his disciples regarding the cost of discipleship. And that's a good word right there because discipleship costs. And as he's preaching and teaching them on this idea of the cost of discipleship, he prophetically speaks to them with the assurance in the first part of chapter 9 that there are some that are amongst them who are being taught at the moment who will not see death until the kingdom of God, until they see the kingdom of God with power. Now, it is six days later that we step into this text to try to draw out as much as we possibly can to learn about miracles and on that sixth day uh, the, the, the whole thing comes full circle where Jesus is miraculously transfigured in front of some of his disciples y'all still here with me well I want to use this text on today to talk to you from the idea, the transfiguration miracle. This miracle that we have an opportunity to look in on of the transfiguration of Jesus is one that, first of all, allows, it teaches us that, that miracles, or at least this one, allows only a select group to see it. If I could say it this way, everybody is not going to see the miracle that happens. 
Y'all still here? But God selects whom he will to be able to see the miracle. So it allows only a select group to see it. The miracle that we are on our way to here in the text is a miracle that they might see the kingdom of God. Come on, think with me for a moment. God says to them, there are some of you who are going to experience the miracle of seeing the kingdom of God before you die. Stay here with me. And not only are you going to be able to see the kingdom of God before you die, but you'll see the kingdom of God with power before you die. That's the miracle that's on the way. And on the sixth day, six days later, Jesus selects three of the disciples. Y'all still here? He only picks out three of the disciples. He picks two from the sanctuary and one from Facebook. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Everybody's not going to see this. He's only going to select whom he wants to see this. Y'all still here? And so he selects Peter, James, and John. And if you study scripture, you'll know that these are the three that are called his inner circle. Stay here with me because I'm really trying to get somewhere, but I'm not sure we're going to make it together. The miracle in this text is that... uh, allows these few, watch this, just Peter, James, and John, the inner circle, to experience seeing the kingdom of God before they die. Watch this. And if you happen to be one who gets the opportunity to see a miracle, I need you to understand something that you didn't happenstancely see the miracle. The miracle didn't just by chance happen to you. No, you've been selected by God for the miracle to happen in your life. Or for you to see the miracle happening before your eyes. Are y'all still here with me? You see, because I want us to understand miracles have purpose. There's purpose in miracles. And and so uh, it's not for everybody to see. Uh, See, some miracles... If everybody saw them, they would, they, would, they would negate them somehow. They would minimize them somehow. They would explain them away somehow. They would, they would argue about what they saw. No, I didn't see that. Did you see? No, I didn't see you. Did you see that? No. You, you know how folk are. It's just like watching an accident, and you've got 10 people see the same accident, and you've got 10 different stories as to what happened. That's why God says, no, I'm choosing whom I want to see this miracle. Peter, James, and John. He he picked the three. And the Bible says here that as he picked these three, he, uh, in verse 2, after six days, Peter, James, and John, he led them up on a high mountain apart by themselves. I like this. Because what I love about God is he'll get you away from distractions. Lord, help us here. And he'll get you away from distractible people. I'm preaching real good right now. See, the reason why some folk can't experience or see what God is doing because they've got distractible people around them. But God moves them away from the distractible people as he's chose them to show them the kingdom of God. Y'all still here? 
And he, he moves them and takes them apart by themselves. But in the miracle that of his transformation here, his transfiguration, it's reserved for those who are closest to him. And I need you to hear this, that some uh, miracles of the, of, the, of the revelatory nature of God only happen as you get closer to him. Stay here. I'm, I'm trying to help you. Um, see, how can I? I'm trying to explain this. I can see it. But, but you're only going to get so close to God before you understand who you're really dealing with. And, 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 and you've got to get closer to him before he reveals more of who he is to you. Stay here with me. And in order for you to move closer to him, you've got to take off something. Lord, help us here in order to get closer to him because he's not going to let you too close carrying all that stuff you've got. And so you've got to start taking off some stuff that you might move a little closer. And the closer you get, the more he reveals of who he is. Y'all still here? And in this miracle of transfiguration, they get to see it because they're in his inner circle. They're the closest ones to him. Now, he's got other disciples. He's got at least the other nine. And, uh, and apart from the other nine, he's got hundreds that are following him around who are also his disciples. But there's only these three that he says, these three, I'm going to show you a miracle. I'm going to be transfigured in your very presence. I'm going to show you the kingdom of God. So it's only three. And so he, he draws them because this is only for a select group of people. And so as you may have a revelation of God, I need you to understand something that it, 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 you've been chosen for it. You've been selected as a, as a person or a part of the group of people who only get to see it. And can I, can I, can I take a page out of, out of, out of Paul's uh, experience and, and share with you that even after you see it, you won't have the words to explain exactly what you saw. God. You ever seen something that you just couldn't explain? And I mean, you tried to put words on it, but the words really didn't stick because they weren't adequate to really express what you just saw? That, that's what's happening here in, in the text. That's, that's what happens to John when you read through the book of Revelation. He, he's trying to articulate what he sees. But he doesn't really have all the words to articulate how do you describe God in his fullness how do you use earthly words to describe an infinite God how do you use the English language the Greek language the Hebrew language how do you use any language to describe and define the fullness of God and the fullness of his power listen you're going to be limited in what you can even articulate I'm, I'm trying to get there um, and so, uh, first, first of all, uh, th this miracle allows only for a select group of people, but, but secondly, um, it allows the kingdom of God to be seen. Um, picking up here, also in verse 2, after he took them up on the mountain apart by themselves, he was transfigured before them. Wow. And... Uh, his clothes became shining, exceedingly bright, like snow, such as no launderer on earth can whiten them. 
You see how he's trying to describe what he sees? He, he, he didn't go into the laundromat to try to explain what he's looking at. And he says, and Elijah appeared to them with Moses and they were talking with Jesus. <laughs> Watch this. So he's transfigured in their very presence, in their sight. He's, 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 he's this, this word that, that we use here, transfigured before them. Um, he, it's, it's a, it, it comes from a Greek word uh, that, that, that we use the word metamorphosis. Uh, it means he was changed, watch this, in personage, but he was, Lord, help me here. Uh, but in, in his physical personage, he was changed into a different form while they were looking at him. Lord, have mercy. This, this transfiguration allows them to see the kingdom of God which is Jesus as God being present with them. Lord, help me. John the Baptist says when he's, when he's preaching his, his sermon that he's preaching in the wilderness is repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Stay here with me. And, and people were trying to understand what is he talking about? And then when Jesus comes, he says, here is the one of whom I spoke. Lord, help us here. What John was trying to articulate, and here we are reading it years later. We still haven't gotten it, but I'm going to try to open it up to you on today the best I possibly can. John says the kingdom of God is at hand. John says repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And then when Jesus comes, he says, here it is. Watch this. When Peter, James, and John are on the mountain with Jesus, and he is metamorphosed, in their presence, they get to see the kingdom of God is at hand. Lord, this miracle is a reminder, and not only this miracle, but miracles themselves are a reminder to us that the kingdom of God is at hand. In other words, when, when miracles happen, it's, it's a reminder to you and to me that we're not in this by ourselves and that God and his kingdom have not abandoned us, but rather that the kingdom of God is present. Now watch this. The problem is we can't see it. But this miracle allows them, Peter, James, and John, to see the kingdom of God at hand. Lord, help me, God. Help me, help me, Jesus. Help me explain this thing. This miracle allows God to be seen in the form of Jesus. This, this metamorphosis comes with evidence. Watch this. There's, there's evidences of the metamorphosis. It says his clothes, look, look at the text, verse 3. His clothes became shining. It doesn't say his clothes were shining. Y'all still here? Lord, help. And so what, what's happening is his clothes no longer were clothes. 
What? When we saw him in the physical, he had on clothes. But when he was transfigured, where the clothes were, all we see is shining. How, 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 did you de- how do you define the shining? The shining was so white. It was whiter than the, the, the best launderer on earth can get a white shirt. He, he's, trying to, he's trying to explain what he sees. And Lord, help God. And so the, the, he says, look, he was, he was transformed dimensionally that he's with them but they can see him in another dimension at the same time Peter, James and John they see him y'all with me they see Jesus they're with him, they went up to the mountain with him and they're looking at him and in a flash he's transfigured and when he's transfigured They look again and what they see is the light. But the light is Jesus. And as they look in the light, it's like a blinding light. It's whiter than anything you ever could see. But watch this. But while I'm looking at Jesus in the physical realm, I also see him in the angelic and heavenly realm. I see him in his kingdom talking to Moses and Elijah while he's standing here with me. How do you explain that, Mark? Mark doing the best he can. His clothes just became shining. Brighter than anything that you could possibly see. And so watch this. His transfiguration allowed Peter, James, and John to see that this man is more than just a man. Lord, help us here. And, and with him is the whole kingdom of God. And so, now I'm trying to help us here to understand something. This is a miracle. That man can see the kingdom before he dies. And so, he's transfigured and He's in, he's in, how do I even explain it? He's, he's in multi-dimensions in front of them. And, and, and Mark is trying to describe it. He says he's transferring and he says he's talking with dead people. Y'all got to grab this. See, this is how I know he ain't just standing on the mountain with them. He's standing in heaven talking to those who've gone on before. He's in another dimension talking to Moses and Elijah while he's standing in front of Peter, James, and John. And in the moment, the kingdom of God is clearly seen. Watch this. But when Peter sees it, Peter says, he, he all excited. You know, Peter, he, he's just always got something to say. He, he's so excited. In that moment when he saw it, he said, Lord, Uh, verse 5, Peter answered and said, Jesus, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. 
And I like what the text says because he didn't know what to say. God said he just babbling. He didn't know what else to say because he was afraid. So he didn't know what to say. So he says, Lord, we're going to make three tabernacles. Listen. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.